When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply go and now we're very lucky to be joined by a man worked with i worked with him in the america's cup actually and i think my official title was associate producer or something in the america's cup and he kept us up to date beautifully with weather and wind and yachting conditions now we're talking flooding conditions uh chris brandolino joins us chris thanks heaps for talking to us today i bet your phone's ringing off the hook it's been a busy morning so far you could say that yeah so as a layman, and you're very good at putting into layman terms, where are we at right now? Who's the worst affected right now? I think the Auckland region is one of the worst affected, um, also in Northland. So basically, Auckland, Northland region um, have had the most rain simply because it's been raining longer there. But other areas of the upper North Island are into some pretty heavy rainfall, including the Waikato so this rain has moved south, so areas around Hamilton have seen some very heavy rainfall, maybe even some gusty winds. I haven't seen any reports there of rainfall observations. I've just been focused on, on other areas, but I, I would expect areas in the Waikato, especially from Hamilton-ish, kind of um, northbound, to have received some significant rainfall thus far. In the past six hours, I'm looking at Auckland Council gauges. Um, a lot of this has fallen, quite frankly, in three hours. So basically since 8, 9 o'clock this morning, caught three to four hours. A lot of places in the Auckland region have received anywhere from 60 to 90 millimeters of rain in, in a short period of time. To put that in perspective, we generally get about 130-ish millimeters of rain for the entire month of May. So I guess you could say um, more than you know, two-thirds of what we normally get in 31 days has fallen in three hours. So, um, you know, those are heavy rainfall intensities. And unfortunately, there's more to come, so we're not quite through the end of it. Yeah, I was trying to – I love rain radars and weather forecasts, and you'll be as accurate as anyone. Uh, I'm, I understand from five sort of through to seven, we're going to get another deluge Auckland, Auckland-wide. Yeah, hopefully, actually, it's, um, it's ahead of that. That is a concern that this heavy rain – lingers around for the rush hour and school pickup time. I know some schools are actually dismissing students early, including one of my children who are on the North Shore of Auckland and they're being let out early. Um, you just got to be careful that um, you don't want too many people on the road getting stuck in, in bad weather conditions. At the moment, as I speak, um, there is a, a brief little bit of a lull pushing through uh, the immediate Auckland region. Uh, it's still raining, but the intensities have come down a little bit. And I do think, well, it's probably short-lived. I would expect the rain to pick up again. Um, and we'll be kind of in and out of this heavy rain, maybe a break in the rain and more heavy rain. And then perhaps mid-afternoon, 2, 3 o'clock or thereabouts, we have to see what happens. There are signs that another good heavy rain bout could move on through. Um, there's still a very heavy rain falling up toward Kaitaia and the far north. Um, after this kind of lull, and that's the rain that may come through during the afternoon and early evening hours. I'm hopeful by 5, 6 o'clock a lot of this is done, 
but we'll have to see how things progress. So just uh, could you just maybe audibly paint us a, a picture, an oval or a circle of the affected areas as they are now and the track it looks like it's most likely to take? So you've already suggested, which I didn't realise, it's hitting Hamilton now. What does the track yeah. look like and does it, does it lessen intensity as it travels? Well, things are basically traveling from north to south, and as you think of it, think of it like a, a stream of moisture or a river, tra- you know, traveling north to south, but the stream itself is pushing east, um, if that makes sense. So we have this current of, of, of water in the atmosphere moving from the north to the south, but the, the current itself or the entity is kind of shifting to the east with time, and that's impacting areas from Westland all the way up into the top of the South Island. So there's been getting some pretty heavy rainfall across the upper portions of the South Island. Bit of a break over Tadanaki, but then things did pick up quite solidly over the Waikato, and including the Auckland and Northland regions. Right now, the heaviest rain in the Northland area uh, appears to be over eastern Northland. So areas basically around, I'd say, Whangarei and over toward Kaitai in the far north. There are some breaks in the action, but Look, um, this is an evolving situation, so mm. what happens is that you may be seeing a bit of a break now, but that rain will fill in. There's a lot of moisture still in the atmosphere, and until that moist environment gets to our east, um, any rain that forms has the ability to produce just really incredible rainfall rates. We're seeing rainfall rates of almost a millimeter per minute in some instances, you know, where you know for a half hour you get 29 millimeters of rainfall. So some of these rainfall rates are incredible, and that's unfortunately um, adding to the uh, adding to the impact is these high intensity rainfall events not to mention that last week we had some very heavy rainfall late last week across Northland so this rain falling in Northland and already sodden soil is certainly going to um, going to uh, you know perhaps a bigger impact there in terms of river flooding and things of that nature so yeah it'll it, you know certainly um, the next several hours We'll be in the thick of it here across the Upper North Island. I've seen the words thunderstorm and I've seen the word tornado warning come out as well. Uh, is that how likely are those? Well, there'll be thunderstorms. Yeah, well, tornadoes are possible. I, I wouldn't say tornado warning. Warning is when one has been observed or is occurring. Um, thunderstorms will be around. I haven't seen much lightning, but as I look over my shoulder, I can see there is a lot of lightning over the Tasman Sea. That actually will probably be here tomorrow morning. So even we'll catch a break tonight, but think tomorrow morning we'll see more showers and thunderstorms. I don't see them as persistent as we're seeing today, but given the fact that we've already had a lot of rain, and if there's more rain coming, that obviously is not a good thing. Um, so yeah, thunderstorms. And when we get these thunderstorms, they do have the ability to produce some torrential rain rates for you know a period of time, whether it's a half hour, 20 minutes, or 45 minutes, or something of that nature. So um, thunderstorms will have the ability to really increase the rainfall rates. I should mention too, as you're driving, if you are driving around, if you see a road that's covered with water, uh, there's an expression we have in the weather biz: um, turn around, don't drown. You just don't know how deep that water is. You don't know if the water has washed out the road. So you really need to be mindful of that. If you live in an area where you get flooding, typically maybe there's a creek or a stream nearby, and when it it rains really hard, that tends to cause problems. You know, these are things you want to be mindful of. So in case you have to take action in a short period of time, 
um, you can um, you know you can do that uh, quite quickly without having to hesitate. This is Chris Brandolina from Niwa. Last question, Chris. Um, we are at the mm. supposedly the start of winter. We are fully sodden, particularly in the North Coromandel Hawks Bay. Um, yeah. Have yeah. you have you had the time to look ahead through to sort of October? What are we in for a wet winter and more of this? Yeah, look, we haven't done a winter outlook yet, but I will say the the weather conditions, the climate drivers, so this is large scale that has been responsible or at least played a big role into these big rain events we've had going back to January in Auckland, Auckland anniversary. Obviously, Gabrielle was an ex-tropical cyclone, and now this. Those are really um, congruent with La Nina. So La Nina is a climate driver in the tropical Pacific. It gives us more east to northeast winds on average, and that really exposes the upper North Island. Um, they are coming from a warm tropical place. And so we are going to see an El Nino form, we think, in winter, but that transition is lumpy. And the analogy I'll give you really quick is most of us, most of us have had COVID. You feel like garbage. You see the double line on the rat, right? <laughs> and then after about a week or 10 days, you feel better, right? And, that, and you test again, and the double line goes away. You're COVID-free. But you still have a lingering symptom. You still have a lingering cough. And even, so it's the same thing with this uh, La Nina transition to El Nino. We're out of La, we're out of, uh, uh, La Nina. We're, that's gone. That's in the rearview mirror. We don't have the double bar testing positive for La Nina, right? But what we do have is this La Nina cough from the atmosphere. The atmosphere has a long memory. So even though the oceans have moved on and they're actually switching gears to go to an El Nino, completely opposite, the atmosphere, there's a lag. So every now and again, we're going to get this La Nina cough, using that metaphor. Mm. And this is what we're getting now. We may get another one in late May, early June. But as we exit kind of the first, second week of June, our expectation is that we will see a more formidable sort of influence from an emerging El Nino. And that means more southwesterly winds during the winter season some more cold snaps potentially but that is not exactly a wet place the southwest uh the deep southern ocean so our expectation is that winter even if the, if it's two months of winter july and august we'll probably have a dry lean in fact so this is not indicative of what we will get in winter in terms of rainfall um as a whole our expectation but we'll see we'll assemble that winter outlook in about three weeks Chris Brandolino, as always, beautifully explained. Appreciate your time. You've got a big day ahead of you. Thanks so much for talking to me and our listeners today. I really do appreciate it. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Be safe. Cheers. Chris Brandolino, Niwa, heed the warning. Um, Wow, some of those figures and just some of those pictures he painted. Do stay safe out there, folks. We'll take a quick break.